We continue with our Linton homily series on proofs for God's existence. Today's homily is having an intimate relationship with Jesus. As we remember the Last Supper and the First Eucharist of the disciples of Jesus Christ, we hear in today's Gospel reading from John 13, quote, Jesus took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with a towel around his waist, end quote. At the Passover meal, as Jesus changes simple bread and wine into his body and blood, Jesus takes a knee and washes the feet of his apostles. This is an intimate act among friends. Jesus is getting close, real close, to his most to his closest friends. The creator of the universe is humbling himself and lovingly serving his creatures. The God of the cosmos is feeding the minds, bodies, and souls of those whom he loves so that they will have the love and life they need to follow him no matter their past or futures. Throughout this homily series on the proofs for God's existence, we address the evidence, signs, and clues for God's existence. We looked at God in science, God in medicine, God in philosophy, God in miracles, God and evil and suffering, and so on. In each of them, we saw how it is reasonable and logical to believe in God. And there's much evidence for God's existence in the universe. We see it in our science and philosophy and medical, forensic, and archaeological studies. However, as any intentional Christian knows who authentically loves God, an intellectual belief in God based upon logic and reason and external proofs from all sorts of human fields of study is not enough. Eventually, this belief must move from the head to include the heart from thinking to also loving, from a cosmic designer to an intimate lover, from a God of the universe to the God who became human, not just to prove his existence, but to join us in our existence for love's sake and give us all we need to be with him forever in the life of heaven. Eventually, we, as either a non-believer or someone who is beginning to seek and ask questions, who's beginning to believe, or the believer who has always believed, we must make a response to God. Eventually, we must decide, like the first disciples of Christ, to follow Jesus, no matter our past, no matter the present realities, no matter what our future holds. Eventually, we must decide to love God and live for Him, no matter our sins or questions and doubts, our fears and worries, no matter our lack of knowledge or the many ways in which we still don't understand God and His ways. Eventually, we must decide for an intimate relationship with God. We'll remove from being merely a believer in God to a person who has a personal relationship with God. Only this intimacy... Only this lover and beloved relationship will provide the proof we require to trust in God and open ourselves to Him completely. Only this intimate relationship will transform our lives and open us to an eternity 
of possibilities fully realizable. This begs the question, how? How can I have a personal relationship with God? Whether you are just beginning in the Christian life or you have been at, been at it all your life, doesn't necessarily mean that you have a deep and close relationship with Jesus. For some Christians, a relationship with Jesus consists of praying to Him occasionally and going to church on Sunday. They allow Jesus to be a sacrifice for their sins, but the relationship with Him stops there. For others, Jesus is an example to follow, and they try their best to live as He did. But since Jesus, they think, is only in heaven, and they are here, they don't really expect to have much of a relationship with Him, and therefore, in fact, they don't. Such relationships with Jesus can at best be described as distant. The Bible, however, speaks about an intimate and dynamic relationship with Jesus. He is, after all, a person, not a theological concept to be debated, but not someone who once lived on the earth and now is far away. He's a person who is alive and can be very near. He himself was tempted in all points of human existence, just as you are, but overcame sin and death. Hebrews 14, or Hebrews 4, 15, and Romans 6, 8. Because of his faithfulness, he has all the power and grace to help you to overcome sin in your life. This also means that your relationship with him can be full of life. Not something lifeless and stagnant, stagnant, because he himself is alive. Revelation 1, 18. The fact is that you, yourself, decide what relationship you want to have with Jesus. You must first choose to believe that an intimate relationship with Jesus is possible before you can enter into such a relationship. For everything, spiritually speaking, is a product of faith. That is, God has faith in you. You must have faith in Him. This is everything. But a relationship with Jesus is not one-sided. Jesus makes this clear when He says, quote, If anyone loves me, he will come and keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. John fourteen twenty three. Just think about this for a moment. Jesus and the Father want to come and make their home with you. Is that the relationship that you have with Him? Is it the relationship that you want? And again, Jesus says, quote, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is He who loves me. And He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love Him and manifest myself to Him. End quote. John fourteen twenty one. Have you ever thought that Jesus wants to manifest, reveal himself to you? That promise is given to those who love him and keep his commandments. So it is clear that such a revelation of Jesus is to occur throughout your life as a Christian, and not only at the end of your Christian life. God is 
capable of manifesting himself to you, revealing himself. And not only his existence, he wants to do this in a personal way, a person-to-person way, a divine person-to-human-person way. If you choose to respond to Jesus' invitation to follow him, Jesus will become a beloved friend whom you can have fellowship with on a daily basis. He will not be far away from you, but rather lives and speaks in your heart and mind and through the Holy Spirit. Did he not say, the kingdom of heaven is within you? There will be an ongoing dialogue with him whom you love and follow after. He is not only your friend, but one who understands what it's like to be tempted, to be confused and fearful and hurt. And he can therefore help you in your time of need. He is a source of wisdom and encouragement and therefore a source of strength in challenging time. He is your Savior, and not only from the penalty of sin, but also from its power in your life on a daily basis. This is how you will experience Jesus. Your relationship with Jesus exists not only in your mind, but in your heart and at the depths of your souls. Indeed, your very existence and day-to-day living. When He is the center of your affection, then He also sits on the throne of your heart. Thoughts that come into your mind, you will bring before Him. You learn that some thoughts bring you life and peace, while others bring you only unrest and emptiness. In this way, you learn to discern between good and evil and your daily situations of life, between what is life-giving And what is life draining? Jesus becomes your personal guide to a deeper and broader and fuller existence in the life of the Holy Spirit. As you draw closer to Jesus, the Bible truths that you have read or heard about so many times before will suddenly become alive for you. Dry verses that had little meaning before will become full power to live the life that Jesus lived. You will sense that a spirit of revelation speaks in your inner self, and you will understand the Word of God in your own life very differently as a result. A dynamic faith will be born in your heart at a deeper level as the Holy Spirit manifests God to you in different and fuller and newer ways. And as your faith grows, so does the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, so that you can follow in Jesus' footsteps even more. Think of it this way. Relationships with people can be dynamic, and that they often change with time and grow deeper. So it is also with your relationship with Jesus. Just as God's mercies are new every morning, your relationship with Jesus can change and evolve, develop, become more as your life progresses. The relationship becomes deeper as your love for Him increases and as your love for what you want in life matches what God wants for your life. Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come 
into him and dine with him and he with me. End quote. Revelation 3.20 He says here, anyone, that includes you, no matter where you've been in your life. In today's Gospel reading from John 13, Jesus is having dinner with his closest friends. But this is no ordinary dinner. In this dinner, he shows them how much he loves them by taking a knee and washing their feet, then feeding them with the bread of life we all need to make it through the journey in this life and into the life of heaven where we can be with God forever. Maybe you became a Christian long ago, but you never really experienced this type of intimate relationship with Jesus where you allow Him to show you how much He loves you and feeds you with His own divine life. Or maybe you're just getting started or want to get started following God. Or maybe you're returning to Him after years, wherever you are. Do you sense Him knocking at the door of your heart today? Invite Him into your heart not just as a sacrifice for your sins or because this is what's expected of you or because you fear hell, but as a dear and beloved friend, as a Lord and Master, as one whom you desire to rule and reign in your heart and your life and to walk alongside you as someone who knows you intimately. Blessed are you, if you believe Jesus' words and no longer require external proofs for His existence because you have now experienced His dynamic existence in a personal, intimate relationship. Open the door of your heart and continue to invite Him in as God and your greatest lover. If you do this, you will experience what it is to have Jesus Jesus alive and dwelling in your heart. You will experience an intimate relationship with not only the God of the universe, but the God who became man in order to draw close to you. At the end, I just want to say this. Rather than give my own descriptions of what a personal, intimate relationship with Christ looks and lives like, which I have done, my parishioners know this, several times in homilies. Since this series is written not just for believers, but also for non-believers, people who are questioning and struggling, maybe from places of hurt in their past or fears of their future or just, just you know, living in an age that questions everything. I recently found a writer, Vern Nicolette, who describes this relationship with God in ways that might be a little more down-to-earth and less restricted by theological language that uh, comes out of the mouth of a Catholic priest. He's a wonderful Christian blogger, and I invite you to check out his blogs at um, activechristianity.org. Some of the material for my homily comes from his blogs.